Hey everyone, welcome to Superwomen. Today's guest is Amanda Chantal Bacon, the founder behind Moon Juice, which has been a destination for adaptogen-powered supplements and skincare. If you don't know what adaptogen means, please Google it. It is very important for all of our bodily health. She became most well-known for her magic sex dust. I have yet to try it, but I know from so many people this has transformed many women's lives. And she just released the Moon Juice Manual, Adaptogenic Recipes for Natural Stress Relief. We talk about all sorts of things relating to stress, how it affects your body, and what you can do to support your body and immune system and get healthier. Take a listen. So welcome to the podcast, Amanda. So happy to be here. So happy to be speaking to you. Sorry it's not in person, but... One day. One day. So where are you these days? I'm actually in Montecito. We moved last year. I'm coming up on a year. We moved out of LA. Um, It's very LA adjacent. So, you know, I'm still driving in for work, doing some in-person work with my team. Um, And it's not terrible. You know, it's an hour and a half drive. That's not bad at all. Um, So I first remember, you know, becoming aware of you. I was on Melrose Place. I saw your store and I was like, oh my God, I need everything in here. (laughs) Uh, I walked away, not with everything, but, you know, with a delicious drink and some incredible oil and then had the opportunity to try your supplements. And so I'm so curious, how did you get started and what got you interested in the health and wellness industry? You know, I, I definitely didn't come at this, I think, as maybe a lot of people do now, which is there's a wellness industry, there's white space, I'm an entrepreneur, or I want to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, that's the space for me. It was it was over a decade ago, and anything to do, I mean, well, wellness was not even a, a word, let alone an industry, you know. Um, it was... It was really born out of, you know, my my own quest to feel well, you know, to break out of, uh, gosh, I don't even know if I could call it survival mode. I was in a place of feeling like this can't be life. Physically, this feels awful. Mentally, this feels awful. So, I mean, that was years before I opened Moon Juice, um, but I was actually working I was working in fine dining as a chef, um, and I was working in in journalism, um, in in the food food and wine space. So, I certainly did not feel like I was an entrepreneur, and like I, you know, I had something to add to white space. And um, I get a lot of questions like that. But you know, Moon Juice, we have been open now for over a decade. Um, and it's been, it's been a very organic journey. Um, and I feel like, you know, you probably have conversations with people all day long, um, that are very strategic. They've gone to school for that. They had a vision, they surrounded themselves with the right people. They got the right amount of money and off they go. And, you know, they will be rich and famous in 36 months with like a grand exit, (laughs) Um, that has just not been my story. I really started, you know, with like, with just a a genuine and honest quest for how can I make myself feel a little bit better? 
and feeling a little bit better. It was like, oh, that worked. Why don't I try a few other things to make myself feel a little bit better? And I took these baby steps until I was you know, living a different life. It was a different person that I was looking at in the mirror. Um, I was having a different life experience. I felt radically different than I had in a long time. And I felt like myself. I felt like this is the body I'm meant to have. This is the energy I'm meant to have. I'm having the sleep that I'm meant to have. And my life feels like it is on the right path. Um, And so after experiencing that, you know, I just thought like, what am I doing in kitchens, cooking food for people's special occasions? I mean, even though I still love to cook and there's so much value in that and actually miss my days of being able to do that. But like, why, you know, I don't have time. There's no time in this life to do that. I've had an incredible experience and why aren't other people having this experience? And it's not easy, you know, back then, without the wellness industry, without, you know, functional medicine doctors out there, without social media, you know, there, you would have to go find an acupuncturist or, um, you know, somebody that was practicing TCM or Ayurveda. And it cost a lot of money. It took a lot of time and was an endeavor that I took on. So I just thought like, why, why couldn't this be as easy as grabbing a coffee? Um, And that was really, that was the birth of the first moon juice in Venice in 2011. Wow. So I have, I have lots of questions surrounding that. I read that you had Hashimoto's and that probably explains why you were like, why is life feeling this bad? Uh, As someone who has a thyroid condition as well, I do know the feeling. Most people would just listen to their doctor and pursue Western medicine and just go with some drugs. How did you know to not take that route? Because I feel like so many people just get stuck in it and then they are putting a Band-Aid on something rather than helping their body to support it from within. Yeah. You know, I had so much personal experience with allopathic medicine. Um, I'm just one of those people, you know, that, and I'm sure everybody knows these, everybody's got that sensitive person in their life, but it was really from from early childhood, you know, where it was like, I was always coughing and then was it food allergies? And then I always had earaches and always had to be on antibiotics. I mean, I can look at that now retrospectively and go back and say, no, I was not a sickly person. I was put on too many antibiotics at the beginning of life. And, you know, we know what that does. And it was just this snowball effect Um, that kept going and like we kept throwing on more medication, more medication, drugs, and it just, you know, it got, and then birth control and it just, it got worse and worse. And I think, you know, intuitively I could feel that. Um, And not to say that, you know, there are people out there that feel like they're doing well on drugs. And so for anybody that feels like, well, no, I'm taking these drugs or I've taken this path and it's working for me, there are 100% people that are living those lives. And I watch them. There are people that can like have a few glasses of wine a week and drink coffee every morning and eat gluten. And, you know, they, they look healthy. They feel healthy. They're doing well. Um, that was not my story. And I just, I really struggled. I struggled a lot physically um, 
earlier in life. And I noticed that all of the antibiotics that I was taking, and if you're a child of the 80s, you certainly remember those pink antibiotics that tasted like bubble gum. I loved those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, it was like I was forever on those. But, you know, even as a young child, it was like, I'm taking all this medicine and my ears still really hurt. And I still have this cough and it's really hard to breathe. And things don't seem like they're getting better. Um, moving into my teenage years, you know, I, I was struggling. You know, it could be hormones. It could have been stuff that was happening at home. I think a lot of it had to do with all the years of antibiotics that I had taken. And we know now the gut-brain connection. Um, so all of that really started showing up for me. And um, nobody asked those questions. I mean, people weren't asking those questions in the early 90s, but nobody asked me about my home life. Nobody asked me about my physical health, my sleep, um, my diet. It was just, well, here are some more drugs. Um, and so that was a pretty horrendous experience, actually, just being a teenager and being put on a cocktail of drugs that could help with mood. And then, you know, those kind of like space you out, those drugs, and you're less motivated. So then being put on speed. I mean, it's so crazy to me that, you know, there was this period of time when we put many children on speed. That seemed like a good idea. Um, so it was Ritalin. I mean, they're putting kids, you know, there's a, not not to get too off topic, but they're putting newborns on, on this stuff now. So, no. you know. Are you kidding me? No, there's now a, a, dynast, a diagnostic and statistic manual for kids zero to, I think, zero to four. And it's like, if they don't sleep through the night, that's what, I'm like, really? Are you a mother? Your kids don't sleep through the night. Let, let's be honest. That's not a reason to give someone a drug. I mean, don't get me started. I could go off the topic all day on this stuff, but I, I fully agree I know. with you. I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to, you know, keep it in a nutshell, keep it polite. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, I'm sure you and I, we will, um, we'll have to see each other in person and we can just go off. Um, yes. <laughs> and go off the tangent. But so, you know, I was put on the speed and then spoke to a doctor about, well, now I'm having heart palpitations and feeling anxious. And it's like, oh, then you've got to also get on like downers. And these are heavy drugs. It was um, uh, Clonzepan or no, this is not the name. It, Clonopin. It's been Clonopin. Yes, Clonopin. So then it's like I'm on speed during the day, but then I'm also taking downers because the speed makes me feel shaky and wild. And, you know, then I, I had a, a pediatrician put me on birth control before I was sexually active um, and had no, no trouble with my cycle, but it was just something you did. You just get girls on the pill which I also, you know, made me feel crazy. So I was on this insane cocktail of heavy drugs. I mean, birth control is a heavy drug, you know? Um, and I felt awful. So by the time I was 18, um, you know, when most people are getting into the phase where they're going to like try some pot or, you know, get drunk and have those years, those years for me were, I just want to get off all of these drugs. I just want to feel like myself. Um, and 
you know, from that point on, I w- I'm very hesitant and wary to ever take a drug. And that includes Advil, Tylenol um, I've taken, but then also really revere this medicine. There was a, there was a point a few years ago when I had a strep throat and I tried all the things I could naturally. And then at a certain point, I was very, very happy to take those antibiotics. But, you know, it's like once in 20 years or whatever it's been, you know? I feel like at least the American mindset is about the quick fix. And it's not just for health. It's for the career, as you had mentioned. You know, it's, it's a relationship or whatever it is. It's like it has to happen instantaneous. And it's only gotten worse, I think, with social media that we expect these instant results. Yeah. Or, you know, like you mentioned the, there must be a pill to get your child to sleep through the night. Like, no, children, children don't sleep. You, you suffer for a few years. That's what you do as a parent. So I, so yes, that was, there I was, there I was when I should have been partying or, you know, when most do really just trying to reclaim my body, reclaim my mind, um, get in touch with it. I really wasn't in a healing phase at that point. I was really in a detoxing phase, just like detoxing from all of these drugs. That took a while. Um, and the healing came later. And so, you know, it was around like juicing and food and seaweeds and, um, I mean, just whole foods, um, not drinking alcohol, not really drinking caffeine, um, those things made a huge impact. And then starting to think about mindfulness, meditation, um, going to see an acupuncturist, you know, just like dipping a toe into all of this stuff and really feeling like, wow, this works. And I, I never had that experience on um, all of the drugs that I was on. You know, it was just such a different experience in my body and mind. Um, and so I was really grounded in this is this is the path for me. This is what feels right. Um, and it was, you know, years later that I was finally diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Um, and you know, which made, which was a relief and made a lot of sense because I was doing all these things to feel better, but there was still something that felt very off and it would manifest physically, um, with hair loss and unexplained sudden weight gain, um, you know, and mood and not getting great sleep. And it was unexplainable. And it also, I'd have episodes of it and I couldn't really figure out what would trigger these episodes. And I couldn't figure out why it would go away. Um, so, you know, that really, that took me off. That took me off in the direction of really learning about autoimmunity, which we could boil down and we could really just call stress. And that's what I truly believe, um, you know, was the situation and how I got myself out of it is stress and not just emotional stress. You know, stress is an interesting thing in our culture is when we talk about stress, I think especially women, we um, were trained to think of stress as an emotional response. I'm stressed. Um, that meeting was stressful. That email stressed me out. 
you know, this kind of like, by the time you're feeling that you biologically have gone through so many steps to get you there that by the time you're feeling like that often, you're really in chronic stress. Um, and so what I came to learn is there are different types of stressors. It's not just an emotional response or emotional state. There are fumes in the air that read as stressors in your body. There are things in food that are stressors for the body. There's, you know, travel and screen time, loud noises, temperature changes. I mean, like all of these things, some of them we can control. A lot of them we can't. And, you know, all of those things, if you think about, you've got adaptive energy in your body and that adaptive energy is like your battery, if you will. And then you've got all these little pings coming at you all day, whether it's that loud noise or, you know, you're sitting in traffic and you're breathing in the fumes or, you know, you've got furniture in your house that's treated with formaldehyde and you're breathing that in all day long. And you've got synthetic fragrances in your hair care that's a chemical, that's a stressor. And, you know, you went and ate something that was stressful to your body. I'm not saying don't do all of those things, but to really consider that each one of those, like it's just going to be another taxing point. And at a certain point, you've overloaded your system with so many stressors. And if you're not actively doing things to replenish yourself and to unstress yourself, your adaptive energy is going to run out. And that's when we get to that state of I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling stressed. I feel like I can't cope with life. I don't feel like myself anymore. Is you're really in chronic stress and you're you're not giving yourself the help or the time to, to rebuild that adaptive energy. So, you know, that's where I found myself in life. And, and to me, it was, you know, I would describe autoimmunity as that. You hang out in that chronically depleted stress state for so long that other things start to happen in your body that we can then classify as a disease, whether that's cancer or an autoimmune condition or depression, um, you know, it animates in different ways. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So most people would say, you know, 
you know, as I, as I read and, and I hate when this happens, so I'll preface it with that, you know, oh, she's got no medical experience. I know you have an incredible, incredible medical board that helps you. How do you know what to go to them with? How do you know how to come up with these formulas? For instance, sex dust has been wildly popular. Um, <laughs> But how, you know, is it an intuition? Is it playing around? Is it testing on yourself? And then you go and they create it? A hundred percent. I, it does, it's not, it's not upsetting to me at all when people come at me with all of their critique. So I'll, I'll break it out into two. One, I'm not upset when people come at me with their critique. I think that that's the world. Um, you can't be for everyone. If some people are enjoying what I'm doing, I just think the way of the world is like almost an equal measure. There are going to be people that really don't enjoy what I'm doing and, you know, perhaps even feel angry about what I'm doing. Um, But what I'd say is that those people probably haven't had a natural healing experience. Um, And that's okay. You know, they're not in that place. And the people that, do like what we're doing. They've experienced either our products or, you know, have worked with someone and had a healing experience and they believe in it. And, you know, I'm not trying to convert anyone. I really, I just feel like, you know, my place and my job is to provide really good products for people that are specifically looking for it. And I'm not an evangelist. Um, I don't feel like I want to rush anyone into a healing they don't want to have. Um, so I'm not really concerned with that. We've got enough people and the number is growing that really, really do believe in these herbs and mushrooms and vitamins. So, you know, I just focus on that. And when it comes to formulation, we do work with scientists and herbalists and doctors to get there, but the the product usually the product has always come from something I desperately need, and there isn't an example on the marketplace that I feel like I can take. I'll never try to make something where there's already a perfect example of it. You know, like everybody was, well, are you going to do CBD? And it's like, no, I'm not going to do CBD because there are people doing CBD and they're doing a great job. Or are you going to do a probiotic? It's like, no, I'm not going to do a probiotic because somebody is making the exact one that I like to take. So it's always come from really just something I need to make for myself. And it turns out um, there are hundreds of thousands of people out there that seem to be looking for the exact same thing. What would you say as far as growing your company? Um, you, like you mentioned, you've been doing this for over 10 years. It didn't happen overnight. Same with me. Definitely not happening overnight. Do you ever, do you, how do you find it within yourself to stay inspired or keep going? Do you feel like this is something that one day you want to have an exit on or you enjoy it and it's something that you plan to have for a long time? So I wish that I could give you the really pretty answer of like, it's my soul's mission. And so I'm always inspired. And part of that is true. Like it, re- it really does come from my heart. You know, it's almost the way I feel about parenting. You know, it's like some days you just want to break and you're tired and you don't want to do it, but you feel that um, deep sense of duty and love. And so you keep showing up and you keep doing it. It's a lot like parenting. 
you know, there are good days. And then there are days when it just feels like, oh my God, I'm so sick of chopping the wood and carrying the water. This just feels so boring. And as you know, like I've given up a lot of my life to do this. I think, you know, especially women, we've recently been sold this picture of um, entrepreneurship. It's exciting. It's fast paced. People are on airplanes. They have like expensive handbags for their meetings. Their offices are gorgeous. Like the florals in their office are mind blowing, you know, and very quickly they're a unicorn. They're a billionaire. They're a badass. Like (laughs) that is not the experience I've had. And it's certainly not the experience I'm having. It's, um, it's a lot of just, tenacity and grit to keep showing up, keep pushing through, you know, cause you've been in it a long time. You've got a company and you, you also cycle through, there's like a life cycle of companies and you keep going through it. And so you can think of different points in your company, different team members, people come in, they share their skills It's great. You have these peaks in your company of like, wow, it's like the golden team. Everything's going so well. And then naturally people need to move on in their careers or sometimes, you know, things sour and people are just not happy to be with you anymore. Um, And so you go through all of those cycles and we never talk about that as entrepreneurs either, you know, that you're, you're the one that's always there. You don't get to leave. Um, and sometimes it's really sad when team members leave and you you lose that period. So, you know, I stay inspired. I don't know. I, I would say that when you've got something that you passionately believe in, that's going to bring a certain inspiration. And then beyond that, it's like taking care of myself so that I don't wind up sick, burnt out, um, unable to keep up. I mean, a lot of it is just like keeping up, right? Sort of like the rest of life. Like, how do you how do you keep parenting? How do you stay in your marriage? How do you get older without becoming just like totally decrepit and exhausted? It kind of it's very similar. I love that you talk about the fact that no one talks about it, and you're so right. You know, I think there's this, uh, except for men in tech companies. I seem to feel that there are the, there's just this belief that you start something and you're going to be there forever. And people are shocked when you're like, what? You don't want to do this for the rest of your life? For the next 70 years, you don't want to do this? And I think, I think people don't talk about it because there's a, an element of shame, like something's wrong with you if you don't want to do it versus, you know, you see, at least I, I read about more men's businesses, you know, I, I, I'm starting it, I'm growing it, I'm selling it. Next. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's definitely not talked about enough in the female founder community. For yeah. Sure. And I think, you know, the way I look at it is it's not coming from the place of I saw a white space. I put together the perfect team and the perfect pitch. I got the right VCs to back me. We've got a three-year plan. Um, this is our exit strategy. Like I already know who I'm going to have at exit and, you know, boom, success. That's never been my mindset. But what I do start to realize more than 10 years later is, um, you know, at a certain point, I'm not the best 
leader for this company. I'm not the best parent for this company. And that's because, you know, I, I, I was good at taking moon juice from infancy through its toddler years, you know, we're like kind of an awkward teen now. And at a certain point, the company's really going to deserve somebody that knows how to run a global business um, and want, and more importantly, wants to do that. I could certainly learn how to do that, but I really don't see myself as um, like an ambitious global CEO type. That's, that's not my joy. I think um, recognizing what you where you do want to continue when you're in that phase and what that role is. You know, recently I, I rewrote, what do I want to do within my role? And I think it changes as you get older. And and I think embracing those changes is always hard, but it's always really rewarding once you sort of step back and be like, wait a second, I'm going to get off the treadmill. What makes me satisfied? And how do I build towards that if that's not happening right away? Yeah. And I mean, you know, y'all you'll have to share more on this because you, you have three children. I have two, but I'd say there's another, um, there's another thing that's sold to women is like, not only can you be a unicorn in six months, but you can also be a mother, be a wife, run your company and like get it all done in a day. And I feel like, you know, I'm even asked these questions a lot in interviews or magazines, like, how do you get it all done? And, and maybe I've even given answers that feel like really nice and tied and like, Ooh, I'm just getting it all done all the time, but I don't. And you can't, you can't do everything every day. You can't have, you know, an engaged, intimate marriage and be a a hands-on attached parent and be a badass at work every day. Only if you're doing speed, is that possible? (laughs) So yeah, that's been something that also I really think about now, you know, like what does the next 10 years look like for me? What do I want? So speaking of that question, what do you think the next, uh, at least the next year looks like for you? Do you have any exciting projects in the works or, uh, new phases of moon juice? I mean, I can tell you exactly what the next year looks like because I feel like my calendar is planned out and it's, uh, we just closed a small round, um, small. I still have majority of the company, um, which is a great place to be. Uh, But yeah, we've got some exciting hires um, that I cannot wait to make. We have, I have a great team right now. And I feel like we've now got some marketing bucks to really see that team, see some of the new products we have launching um, and those, those new hires that will come to the table. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be, you know, there's, will be no relaxing, um, no stepping back in the near future, but I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for a new phase in the company and I'm feeling like I'm really ready to let go. I mean, you know, when it's your baby and you hold it so close and you care about, you know, every lick of copy that goes into every email and every social post and every image. Um, I'm actually really, you know, we're putting together that team that can do all of that and I can let go there a bit. 
um, and focus on other things, focus on growth. So it'll be busy, but I'm, I'm looking to shift my role a bit. I don't know if it'll happen this year. That's really exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> so on that note, I know unless like my dad is in the medical field, so he tells me exactly what I should be taking, but there are a sea of things that if someone said pick, like if I were to walk into a moon juice, I'd probably feel like I needed everything that you sell. So how does someone who's now listened to this episode and decide they want to you know, help take control of their health um, know where to start? Well, I'll give you option A and option B. Perfect. Make it really easy. So option A would be you feel like you can take, you can swallow two capsules every morning. And then I would say if that's where you're at max capacity or that's where you want to start, get Super U. It's our, like Super U is moon juice in a bottle. It's four potent adaptogens. Um, and that really just is your daily stress protection. You know, people like to think of it as, people always describe it as their multivitamin for stress. Um, and it's not a multivitamin. It's for adaptogens. But I like this term that people are using. It's my multivitamin for stress. Because at least that imparts this idea that you take it daily for it to work. It's something that protects you. Um, so I would say probably everyone in the world could use Super U every day. So that would be option A. And then option B for somebody that feels like they can do three simple things a day, I would say do Super U, your two caps that you're going to swallow in the morning, and then Ting, which is an organic B vitamin complex methylated B12 and ginseng. And that's actually a drink mix. So it's zero glycemic and it tastes like mango. Um, and that is for somebody that like for me, I've needed B vitamin injections and I figured out that that's an important piece of the puzzle for me for not just energy, but also for mood. Like when I, you know, when I'm low on B vitamins and unfortunately I'm always low on B vitamins unless I'm supplementing or getting an injection. Um, and that with the pandemic, I wasn't getting the injection anymore and I couldn't find a formula that was bioavailable enough and at high doses where I really felt like, okay, this is as good as an injection. So we made a formula that if you do half a teaspoon in water every day, it really does replace, for me, it has replaced that monthly injection. Um, so that's for energy, mood, and metabolism. I'm not drinking caffeine now. I got off after a pretty heavy usage two-year period, um, and I'm feeling much better. So this, this has been really great for that if you don't drink caffeine, if you want to get off caffeine, or you know, a lot of people are doing their morning coffee and they're able to get rid of that afternoon cup with doing ting. And then magnesium is three bioavailable magnesiums and L-theanine. It's also in a powder. So you mix it into water in the evening. And that's really just for rest, relaxation, and sleep. So with these three things, and I'm really like putting it in a nutshell, making it 
easy for people. But if you want to like really deep dive and get into the science and get into the source dose and form and even get into some of the synergies between taking these three formulas, yes, they work on their own. But when you're giving yourself that support three times a day with three simple actions, you know, the the sum is much larger than just the three. So, you know, I think that's like a perfect, simple, easy, doable support system for anyone. I think that's very doable. Um, I take probably a hundred more vitamins than that. So I might be switching to your program. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So my last two questions for you is you have learned a lot over the last 10 plus years as a founder, business owner, uh, navigating the pandemic. Is there one piece of advice that you'd like to give to a woman listening today? Yes. One piece of advice for women would be find out what stress feels like in your body. Learn about what stress actually is. Learn about how stress affects your body. And then find ways that you can support yourself and mitigate some of that stress. And I think like, especially as women, stress, stress has an effect on all of us, but as women, it really does start to play into hormones as well. And that takes us into a whole other can of worms. And so, you know, in life, there have been times when I felt like things were just my personality or things were the environment around me, or a terrible situation. And what I've learned is that actually by going in and taking care of yourself and relieving some of that chronic stress that you may be in, that solves a lot of problems. And you realize that a lot of things you maybe just adopted as your personality or something you struggle with, those things really melt away. So I guess my my advice would be get into the biology of stress. Think about how it's affecting you um, in ways that you can help yourself. And I promise you, things will change in your life. Things should feel easier after that. I love that. And I would, I would, not to add to your advice, but I think in this culture, there's been so much of this, like almost bragging, like, oh, I'm not sleeping. I'm working so hard. I'm never stopping. And and it, even though it might seem like that's how you become successful, I, I have to say that I don't see that as the path to success because you might have a lot of money in your bank account, but you're going to feel like shit and you're going to act like an asshole. <laughs> And like you said, you're going to add stress to your life where it might not need to be added. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that that's one thing the pandemic really, um, really brought up for a lot of us and why we're seeing this boom in the wellness industry and people, you know, making changes is we all had this period of the distractions being taken away. So no, you can't travel you can't go out and dine and drink. You can't go shopping. You're not surrounded by a bunch of people. You don't have this wild social calendar anymore. And what you're left with is you and you. It's your body and your mind. Um, and if those things, if those things aren't feeling good, you know, I think a lot of people really felt into that. 
and felt inspired to, you know, even people that are feeling basically good. There's a lot. There's always something to improve upon. You know, I think mental health, physical health, it's not a fixed destination. You know, like things are always changing. You're always having to adapt. That's going to happen until the day you die. Um, So we should always be working on these things. I love that. And my last question for you is, what is something we'd be surprised to know about you? It can be a quirk, a habit, something that people would be like, oh, I never thought she'd say that. Um, I mean, I love ice cream. <laughs> I love that. Full, love full dairy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's also great vegan ice cream out there. But to me, like my perfect, yes, heaven meal um, that, you know, I take care of myself so that so that I can go out and treat myself and do that. And it doesn't take me down physically. Um, but I love good pizza and I love ice cream. I love that. That makes me happy to know that you're not just eating perfectly at all times. No. In fact, I have plans tonight with my kids to go get a margarita pizza at Bettina, which does a really good sourdough pizza. And then um, and then we're going to get strawberry ice cream. So. Oh, divine. So where can everyone um, find your products, buy them, visit you, all the things? Um, we were Moon Juice. Moonjuice.com, Moonjuice on Instagram. I'm Amanda Chantal Bacon on Instagram. Um, you can find all of our products and so much education if any of this was interesting to you um, on Moonjuice.com. We're also at Sephora, Credo, Nordstrom's. Um, and yeah, if this was speaking to you in some way around stress, I actually just put out a book that I worked on for five years. Um, so that's out in the world. It's the moon juice manual and it's all things, stress, stress, education, adaptogens. I had some wonderful doctors that collaborated on the book with me, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, among many others. Awesome. And where can they get the book? Um, you can get the book where books are sold, but moonjuice.com is, is another another place that stocks it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and for the incredible energy and health that you put out into the world. Thank you for having me. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithms. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again and you will hear from me next week.